the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... What's good, everyone? Welcome back to Beyond the Ballpark. Coming in hot with another special guest. Uh, welcome, Alex Gorini. Alex, we appreciate you coming on. No problem. Uh, so today we're just going to be talking some Nats baseball. Uh, I know you're a Nats fan, so we thought we'd make this easy for you and talk some Nationals baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching Nationals have been around since, you know, 2005. And um, we've we were born a little after that, but, you know. Um, but I'm sure Nats baseball has been pretty fun to watch, um, especially in 2019, mm-hmm. which kind of leads us into our first, uh, first question here. Uh, what was like the 2019 postseason like, like just watching that and then, you know, watching the world series and them winning it? Well, I mean, it was crazy because they were always the underdog. I mean, they were 19 and 31 in May and no, they had like a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs, let alone win the world series. And it was just mm-hmm. I had gotten that statistic wrong, but it was just pretty crazy to watch because no, they're kind of the Cinderella story. I mean, no one yeah. really had them winning, so it was just yeah. fun. They eliminated the Dodgers, Cardinals, yeah. they swept the cards, and then they beat the Astros in Game 7. Yeah, definitely the Howie Kendrick Grand Slam, and then the whole Cardinals, NLCS, and then the World Series. It was all pretty fun, and like you mentioned, they started off 19-31, and 31, so... It was definitely a Cinderella story for the ages. Um, and then, of course, there was, like, the bitterness in the past leading up to that. There was, like, 2015, 2016, maybe 2017. And, like, there was, of course, Nats kept getting, like, knocked out in the division series. So, like, what was that? What was, like, going through that? Um, I mean, it was just... I don't know. There's a lot of times that I didn't think that the, they would come through, but they, they just did, and it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, and I know they did this last year, but it's not... They're not doing it this year, but they came out with the gold collection jerseys um, since they were champions, and the gold the gold collection that was what it was and it you know they wore them 
at at home. And of course, you got one of those. So, what was like your reaction to those jerseys coming out with like the Nike branding? Um, I think they're actually pretty nice. The gold definitely looks very nice, and it kind of reminds you of that playoff run that they went through and that they eventually prevailed in. And they're just nice jerseys. I like the gold. It kind of contrasts well with the red and white. I, I just like them. Yeah, definitely. They were some uh, nice jerseys. Um, so, um, of course, like the opening day versus the Mets, that was, that was, uh, um, you know, it was, it was delayed because the Nats had the outbreak and stuff. So it kind of put the Nats in a tough spot because, you know, players got COVID and they had to postpone um, that series. So, and then I believe they played the Braves uh, in for their actual opening day. Um, but, you know, like, what was your initial reaction to the Nats having that outbreak? Well, it was kind of tough because, I mean, we've been waiting for, like, a long time. That last that last season was kind of fake. didn't feel like a real season. It had, like, only 60 or so games. So yeah. I was kind of looking forward to this season with the full 162 games. I, um, I forget how many there are, actually. But yeah. I don't know. It's just it, it was kind of disappointing. But I'm glad that they're ready to play right now. Yeah. So that's all the questions for me. Uh, Brendan, you have some questions I know as well. So you can fire away. Uh, yeah, how was your feeling that Harper was traded to the Phillies? Um, I mean, I, he used to be my favorite player when I was younger. But then he just kind of, I feel like, in my opinion anyway, he's kind of a bad sport. I mean, anytime he gets hit by pitch, he kind of gets ejected. Anytime he strikes out looking, he kind of gets ejected. I don't know, he's just a bad sport. He used to be, I mean, I have a poster of him on the wall next to me right now. I never yeah. took it down. So I like him as a player. It's just I don't know. I feel like he was kind of holding the Nats back from their full potential, and then they won the World Series the next year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He had some. Te- he had a temper. We all know. Got ejected quite a bit in his time in his day. How do you um? How do you feel with uh, Han, Juan Soto and him being on the Nats? Is he like one of your favorite players? He definitely is my favorite player at the moment, actually. I mean, in that playoffs, he had a very good run. He had a lot of home runs, had a cl- some, that clutch RBI in the wild card game. Mm. And he's just he's just nice. Or he's just a great guy. I mean, instead of, like, getting a translator to translate things into English, I heard that he tries to speak English because it'll help him learn for the future. So, I don't know. He's just a good guy, and he has um, good – he's a good sport. Yeah. Yeah. And my last question, uh, what is you think? What is your opinion on the COVID outbreak that happened in the 2020 season with the Nats? Uh, yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. I just, I mean, they're getting. This is my opinion anyway, but they're getting paid millions of dollars. I feel like they should be a bit safer, but COVID is very contagious and it's unpredictable. So I understand that they did catch it. Just yeah. a bummer that they missed some games. Yeah, yeah, definitely put them behind and kind of set them back from everyone else. Uh, so now we're just gonna do a quick like projected lineup. Uh, I'll just say like who, which player, which position, and then you can say like your opinions if you like agree or disagree. So uh, at catcher, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have Jan Gomes on this one. Of course, you give up Kurt Suzuki, who could definitely do good work back there, but he goes to the Angels. So, what, like, Jan Gomes' opinion? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Jan Gomes is quite the veteran. Um, mm. I do think that he is a good player for catcher. Yeah. Uh, and then at first base, I know he's not on the active roster currently, but Josh Bell, you signed, you traded for him from the Pirates. Uh, the Pirates pretty much sold their last big name besides Cabron Hayes. Um, and, uh, yeah, how do, how do you feel about Josh Bell locking down first instead of Brian Zerman? I agree. I mean, he's a great hitter. Uh, I was really <clears throat> happy to learn money when I saw that he was signed by the Nationals. So I'm kind of excited because, um, you know, first base was always kind of a position. It was kind of un like we we're unsure who would play it. I mean, we had a lot of different people play. We had Drew Cabrera played at one point. We had <laughs> Howie Kendrick. So I think that we got – a good first baseman here, and I think he'll be the starting first baseman once he's on the active roster. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different not seeing Brian Zimmerman go out there every day, considering he's been with the team since 2005. Uh, and now at second base, we got uh, we got Starlin Castro. Um, very sneaky player. He looked good last season, but then he had injuries and, you know, never fully got back. Um, so what do you think about Starling Castro in this Yeah, the injury was tough. He had to get surgery. Um, I agree. I mean, he's a great player. It was unfortunate that he had to get hurt in the middle of the season there. Mm. But I think this year he'll be recovered and healthy and he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Shortstop. We got Trey Turner, one of the fastest players in the league. One of the great, one of the best shortstops, top 10 shortstop in that game and got robbed of an all MLV team. Uh, Trey, T- Trey Turner is a fantastic player to watch. Your thoughts on Trey Turner? Yeah, no doubt that he'll be the starting shortstop. I mean, he's very fast. He can, he has good agility. He can make good plays, stop, make nice plays and throw quick arm to first. And I just think that um, well, the Nats will have a lot of great years with Turner up ahead. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, third base. This has been a quite a bit of a question mark since um, Anthony Rendon signed as free agent with the Angels. Uh, Carter Keboom. I know Carter Keboom was a very hyped up prospect, but didn't really show that potential in the major league. So you really have to consider like what is he capable of doing. Uh, thoughts on Carter Keboom? Yeah, I mean he hit terribly last year. I mean he hit probably yeah. about two hundred. He didn't have a single home run in the. throughout the entire season, Mm. Um, even though he played probably more than half the games. So I hope, hopefully he'll be working, he's been working on that hitting over the offseason, and I hope that he's able to contribute to this Nationals team Mm. in the season. Yeah. Uh, So in left field, uh, I'm going with Kyle Schwarber here, uh, another free agent signing. I believe he's on a one-year deal. Uh, got it, snagged him from the Cubs. Um, he's honestly a really good hitter, and he can definitely uh, get you at least 30 homers in a season, more than capable of doing it, and I believe he has done it with the Cubs, and he's just, you know, a really good power bat. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber uh, locking down left field. Right. Um, I mean, I think he was on that. I'm pretty sure he was on that Cubs team that won the World Series. Yeah. He broke the Billy Goat curse, so he's a he was an all-star as well. I'm pretty sure, so I think he'll be a great fit in that outfield. Yeah, uh, and then in center field, we got Victor Robles, uh, another speedy player like Trey Turner, very sneaky with, you know, what he does at the plate, and 
he can cover a lot of ground in center field, and I feel like he's quietly one of the better, you know, nationals to enter the lineup. Thoughts on Victor Robles? Yeah, I mean, I think he's still he's still young too. So yeah, I think once he kind of gets more mature in this game, then I think he'll be more patient at the plate because he swings at a lot of pitches that he probably shouldn't be swinging at. So he'll have better discipline uh, when it comes to hitting. And I think uh, as far as fielding goes, he's a he's very fast. He he makes really good catches against the wall. He's always in top ten plays that you'll see at any given point. So I think he's a great yeah. outfielder, and he'll be staying in the organization for quite a bit as well. Yeah. And um, one of the last players here um, kind of kind of touched on him uh, earlier. Uh, the rookie or the young Fionn Juan Soto in right field, of course, you know, shifting from left to right. So he'll be locking down a different corner. Um, and, and, of course, he's just a phenom. He's on another level of hitting. Um, you know, fantastic bat. Um, not sure about his feeling. It's definitely, you know, not as strong. But, you know, with a bat that good, you, you can't really deny anything. Um, Juan Soto, even though we've already talked about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a great bat. And, I mean, it's not like he's a bad fielder. He's pretty good, mm. and he gets the job done. He makes plays yeah. that he should be making. So I think that uh, he's a great fit, whatever um, position you put him in, in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, and I know the National League doesn't do this. They did this last year with the National League, but um, they don't – they're not – this isn't in effect this year, but, you know, just a what-if scenario. The, the designated hitter, you're probably going to mm-hmm. – Put Andrew Stevenson in left field, safe bet that he goes out there. Or maybe you put him in right, and maybe you shift Juan Soto in left. Kyle Schwarber gets in that DH spot if you play a team like the Orioles, the Red Sox, you know, whoever from the American League. Um, So you're probably looking at Andrew Stevenson entering the outfield. Um, He's kind of a hokey player. You never really know what you're going to get because he's a pretty young kid out of LSU. So... um, you know, he's he's always been known for his athleticism, I think. Um, but, you know, he's never really gotten that consistent playing time on a consistent basis. So, thoughts on Andrew Stevenson? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty fast. So, I think that in the scenario that we have to have DH, I think that he would be a great fit for the outfield. Because Kyle Schwarber uh, isn't as fast as Stevenson, obviously. So, yeah. I think Stevenson, they would put him in the outfield. And Kyle Schwarber has a good bat. So he would be a good fit for the designated hitter. Yeah, and last but not least, we got our pitcher. And, of course, the Nats had that big three in 2019 with Scherzer leading the rotation. Strasburg, uh, you know, second to Scherzer. Corbin, you know, getting that third spot down. And then you had, like, Joe Ross, I believe, and Audubon Sanchez. Um, But I'm going to go with Max Scherzer here. I mean, Max Scherzer is just such a workhorse when he goes out. He's, you know, one of the toughest pitchers. Um, he's gotten Cy Youngs, he's had the experience, but he's also not getting any younger. He, he may be facing, you know, you know, retirement at some point, which, of course, Nats fans don't want it because easily one of the best pitchers in the game. Probably top five. Uh, thoughts on Max Scherzer? Uh, I definitely agree. I mean, also, Strasburg is someone who the Nats, ha- or we have to keep our eye on because, remember, he had that surgery last season. Uh, yeah. After signing that big deal, they kind of they chose him over Rendon. So now fans are really hoping for Strasburg to make a healthy comeback here and get his ar- good arm back that he used to have. 
Yeah, Strasburg definitely injury prone, which is really a bummer. But uh, they did invest in him, um, probably over Rendon, like you mentioned. So, um, so those are all the questions, and we're just gonna do like a fun Q and A before we let you go uh, here on this podcast. Um, so, first question uh, is your favorite book. Hmm, my favorite book. I personally yeah. like the Rick Riordan series or the Percy mm. Jackson series, written by Rick Riordan. Yeah. I like Greek mythology, so I kind of like those books. Yeah. Uh, so favorite vacation or dream vacation, which whichever one you want to answer. Ooh. Um. I like. I honestly, I personally like uh, the Mediterranean. Like, I I went on a cruise to Italy, Spain, and France a couple years back, mm. and I mean France, uh, they have very good croissants, and uh, yeah. and yeah. I mean all those countries had pretty good food. And there's nice sights to see. And I went to Paris a year or two back as well. And, I don't know, it's just a very nice city. Or, those are very nice cities. Yeah, I know you've definitely been to a lot of places. So, definitely a hard hard one to pick. Uh, I don't know if you're invested in music, but your favorite artist? Uh, I like country, personally. My Thomas mm-hmm. Red is my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sings kind of like a pop country. He's not like the whole kind of honky-tonk kind of thing with, like guitar or like kind of acoustic guitars and all that he's more of like a pop country he writes some good songs that people of all styles enjoy and i enjoy him personally yeah um so most inspiring person in your lifetime um hmm probably my dad uh he was in the navy for a long time and he became a captain Mm um and then and he saved up a lot of money uh, to help uh, pay for tuitions for all, I mean, we all went to private schools throughout our life. Uh, and he made a lot of sacrifices, uh, and he um, saved money that he could be spending on things for himself for us. Yeah, um, I would probably say my dad too. So, you know, a lot of people would probably say one of their parents. Uh, your favorite animal, or like an animal you want to be, whichever one you want to answer. What animal do I want to be? Well, my favorite animal is a llama for no particular reason. I just think that they're kind of cute. Um, I don't know. Like, my usernames in video games often have llama in it. It's just kind of become an animal that I like for no particular reason, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, uh, your favorite movie. My favorite movie. Hmm, so this is an interesting one, because I like a lot of movies. Mm. Um... I pers- honestly like the A Dog's Purpose. Um, I watched it on airplane once. Uh, I was going to Europe, that, that trip that I was talking about. Mm. Uh, and they had a bunch of free movies that you could watch. And Dog's Purpose was one of them, and I just gave it a shot. And it's kind of sad, so I don't recommend it if you get easily emotional. But I don't know, it was just kind of nice. Um, quick summary. Uh, a dog has, like, eight lives or whatever. But, like, they kind of keep no keep the knowledge that they gained and then at the end like in the first life he has this good owner and then he reunites with him in his last life when he's like way older so hmm. it's just a good movie okay so uh that's all the questions uh we have for you today and uh sadly this is where we part uh we appreciate your time on here alex thanks for hopping on uh yeah thanks for being our special guest today no problem happy to be here yeah. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. 
Always good to, always good to, you know, get a different pace with Nationals. Uh, Brennan, yeah. did you agree on that? Yeah, I, I didn't know how uh, much to talk about there. You yeah. know, because I'm not, not, I'm not a Nats fan, I'm a, I'm yeah. a Sox fan. Mm. So, yeah. I try my best, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. It was fun, though. And, of course, I'm not a Nats fan either, but I'm very close. So, I remember the 2019 run vividly, and I remember that always being on... I remember always watching that, um, and, you know, I just remember that being such a big deal. So I could kind of relate, but not as much, because I'm obviously a diehard O's fan. Um, and uh, I, I know Brendan, so we haven't done this yet. We're going to assess the Orioles and Red Sox opening day. Um, so, you know, I think, Brendan, I do not believe you saw the opening day, but, of course, I think you heard about it. And, of course, the Red Sox lost at Fenway Park. Yes, they did. But, you know, we all have bad days, you know. It happens to the best of us. And right now, if you look at standing, uh, you know, we, we just won into the others. Yeah. So, I think it was just a bad day the Sox had. They just had a bad opening day, and it kind of affected them through the entire series. But they picked it up with the Rays, you know, swooped them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they, I think it was just a bad day. So, of course... It was a 3 nothing game. The Red Sox got shut out on opening day. They didn't, you know, get any runs. But um, the Orioles did. Ryan Mountcastle had a big big two-run double off the monster. I, I was, of course, in Massachusetts at this time on vacation. So, you know, I was sitting in my hotel room um, watching the game on Nesson. Uh, I normally watch it on Masson, but, I, of course, um, Miss Nesson is the... You know, broadcast up there. So I was watching that. Ryan Mountcastle had to do two-run double. And then the Orioles, kind of later in the game, squeaked another run across. And, you know, I think the big biggest thing was John Means. And, uh, Brendan, you missed an amazing pitching performance. He went, like, seven innings and retired, like, 18 in a row. And had, you know, like, five strikeouts. It was a really dominant performance uh, by John Means. Uh, it was really fun to watch. He just mowed him down. He, every single pitch was working, and um, and you know, just Red Sox stood no chance. Yeah, once again, though, and I, I think this is a bad day. I did miss the game, though. I just, I didn't watch it. I don't have Nesson. Mm. Uh, but you know, I think it was just a bad day. You know, yeah, yeah. The Sox, they just just wasn't it wasn't happening. Uh, but hopefully we're going to change that. Obviously, when we swept the Rays, yeah. uh, you know, we're coming back around. No. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, every team has their bad days, and every team has their good days. Um, and, of course, the other swept that series. They swept the opening series. Only, like, five runs in three games, I think. Um, every Orioles pitcher just went out there and, you know, did their best. Uh, and also... There are some things that I would like to make note of um, on opening day. Just very funny, very comical. Um, so it was the Rockies versus the Dodgers. And, of course, the Rockies won that game. Um, Brendan, you probably knew about that since Mookie Betts is yeah. a Dodger. And he's your favorite player. Um, but Cody Bellinger, he is very interesting what happened because it was a home run. He hit, he hit a home run to left field. It, Ryan Meltapia out there, who is, you know, electric factory, um, he literally reaches up. The ball is in his glove, 
and he catches it, but, you know, it slips out, and it goes over into the stands. So it is a home run, but Justin Turner on base thought he caught it. He thought the ball was caught, so the runners somehow intersect a pass, which, of course, results in an out. So Cody Ballinger's home run resulted in a single, and that could have changed uh, the game uh, if, if that was a home run, it could have could have changed the whole course of the game. But you know, you know, stupid mistake. Um, I don't know, Brendan, if you saw that clip, but I did. It's pretty funny to be honest. But uh, yeah, what what did you think about that? If you saw the clip, um, I, I've I've seen it a couple times. Uh, yeah, me too. You no, know, it's yeah. just like it's it's a little, a little like hilarious. Like Cody Bellinger, he just he just he doesn't realize he taught, he caught the ball, and it's it's very funny. Uh, it's, yeah. a nice clip. It's, it's a nice clip. I've seen, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, I wasn't too happy because obviously the reign of champs and the rest of the Rockies, uh, which how did that happen? <laughs> I know. Rockies so are like the worst team in baseball, so I'm not sure what that ha- happened there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, this is a little little weird. This, mm. I watched the clip. It's very funny. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not, not a very, uh, not a very veteran move there. Uh, and another note, another home run getting messed up. It was snowing in the Motor City of Detroit, uh, Cleveland versus Detroit. Um, and Miguel Cabrera he hits one into the stands, but he loses it in the snow. So he does not know that he hit a home run. So he slides in the second. I've seen that clip a couple times. Too. It's pretty funny. I mean, Miguel Cabrera is a veteran of the game, and you know, just seeing him make like a rookie mistake is is pretty funny. Um, I don't know, Brendan, if you saw that clip either, but it, it's pretty funny overall. It's because he, he thought it was a double. I mean, you can't blame him. I mean, it's in he's just looking in the snow, so it it, it was really it must have been really difficult to try and get the ball, but you know. <laughs> We all make our mistakes, even if we are a veteran of the game. I have not seen that one, mm. no, but I'll definitely watch it. We've described it. Yeah. You know, just like veterans just messing up. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very weird, you know. Something's going go on in 2021 season. All these, yeah. you know, amazing players just somehow messing up. It's pretty funny, though. Okay, some amazing clips. I'm going to watch that clip. Uh, and if you haven't, I probably should, too. Yeah. Um... And one last note, I know this doesn't have to do with opening day, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. Padres get their first no-hitter in franchise history. Joe Musgrove tosses it in Texas wearing the, the sand brown alternates, or the sand brown road jerseys, which just look fire, by the way. I mean, every Padres jersey looks like fire. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was awesome. I mean, like, the last out, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, he just bounces it to short. And the replacement for Fernando Tatis Jr. Hassan Kim, I believe. You know, he picks it up on the bounce. Absolute bullet to first. Jerkin Profar easily snags it. And, you know, you can't really bobble it because it's right there. And, you know, it, it was so special because Joe Musgrove is from El Cajon, California. And I just thought that, you know, that was really cool that he was able to throw that no-hitter. Because he was the local kid. And he, not only did he throw his first no-hitter of his career. He threw the first no-hitter in Padres history, which, you know, must have been really special. Only mistake was 
I think hitting Joey Gallo, um, which, you know, he messed up his perfect game. But, hey, a no-hitter's a no-hitter. Um, but I know the Rangers are re- a really easy team to, to no-hit. Um, but um, de- definitely um, definitely a special moment. I don't know, Brendan, if you heard that news. But it was really cool to see the last clip. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, Padres, San Diego, they're coming out strong. They're coming for the Dodgers, who mm. can just lose to the Rockies now. Um, so, uh, yeah, San Diego's coming for the Dodgers. It's going to be, I'm excited to see when they play. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, Padres and Dodgers will definitely be exciting. That'll that'll be at some point this season. I don't care if it's last game of the season or smack dab right before the All-Star break. That those games will be exciting. The Dodgers are so exciting because they just won World Series, but the Padres made those moves. Um, and it, and it just occurred to me, Fernando Tatis is injured. Literally has like a hamstring, pulls a hammy or something. He, you know, it's so bitter because Tatis is one of the most, the most exciting player of the game. Not one of the most. He is the most exciting player of the game, and the fact that he's on the ten day IL just. So sad. I mean, Tatis is so exciting, and the fact that he's injured is, you know, so sad. But hopefully, speedy recovery coming soon. Yeah, definitely. I I think everyone wants to see him back on the field. Yeah. There's, I mean, because he's just one of the most. He's the most exciting player in the game. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. So definitely, um, hopefully Tatis gets a speedy recovery in here. Um, and uh, yeah, I think. I think that's just going to wrap up today's episode. We give a uh, special thank you to our special guest, Alex Guarini, today. Appreciate, uh, your, we appreciate uh, when a special guest comes on, gives up you know 10 minutes of his day to talk about baseball. Uh, we really appreciate it here, and we hope to bring on more special guests in the future. Uh, Brendan, any last uh, things to say? Um, yeah, we're definitely going to bring some more guests on the show. It's like, mm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, hopefully we'll bring on maybe some family members. Maybe we'll bring on, um, some friends. If, you know, Brandon has any friends, because I brought two of my friends on, uh, this weekend. Um, but we'll, we'll try to get more consistent with the, with the special guests, uh, here on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's just going to wrap up today's episode. Hope you all have a great week and do not worry. We will get back on the grind, uh, weekly. We'll be just doing them every Saturday, just a little easier because I'm, I'll be busy and I'm sure Brandon will too with, cause we both play baseball. So we'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how our schedules flex, but we'll, we'll, we'll be getting back on the grind weekly episodes. Don't worry. We will not go see you guys because Beyond the Ballpark fans are the best. Um, so I think that's just going to wrap up today's episode. Magazine out today. Um, tell your friend about Beyond the Ballpark um, so, you know, we can gain a little more traction. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, with that, um, I think that's just going to conclude today's episode. We had a really good time today. Nationals baseball talked about that. Uh, broke down some very important stuff that's gone on. Well, since, uh, you know, um, MLB season is underway. We'll definitely be, um, there's, there'll definitely be, be stuff to talk about and news. We'll probably be breaking down the Orioles and Red Sox games every, 
every week. Um, and we'll definitely be updating you guys on the latest news because, you know, we're the best baseball podcast out there. But, uh, yeah, I think with that, that's just going to be a wrap. And we will see you next time.